0: Welcome to a very festive Inside Parliament. It's a weekly catch-up about the political stories we've been covering on One News. We're coming to you from the legendary TVNZ Beehive studio. I'm Jessica Much Mackay. I'm Mikey Sherman.
1: And I'm Benedict Collins.
0: And we just hope that um, for those of you who are watching this, you can appreciate the splendour that is the Christmas um, spirit we've got in front of you. Um, We thought we'd just explain these, though. Um, These were actually our Christmas treats. All of the press gallery got them. The um, coffee, good fortune coffee from the Prime Minister, and wrapped up in this um, secret little package is some avocado oil from Simon Bridges. And I learned that it took them Hours to individually wrap all of those. I believe um, it. Look at it. It's a little effort Mm -hmm. It's nice. This is Benedict's and it's actually still wrapped up. Um, So we just thought we'd, we'd fill you in on some of the Christmas cheer that's been going on. We've had lots of MPs coming in actually and delivering chocolates and cards and... We all get on at this time of year, eh?
2: Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. Um, and we've also got uh, all of the cards from the MPs laid out on the table here. The different Christmas cards that they've delivered to us. Very cool. nice.
1: David Seymour's done a nice little uh, dancing with win. the stars number. Yeah. It yeah.
0: hmm. was. It's. It's been a good week. We've been quite busy, but it's been a good week. Um. This. This time we thought we'd do it a little bit differently. Instead of doing our pits and our peaks, we thought we'd go back to the little secret questions we've got here and answer them like we did last year. So, do you want to do the honour this time?
2: And the question is the most revealing moment. Benedict, do you have us a most revealing moment?
1: Ooh, off the top of my head, most revealing moment. I'm well, not sure.
0: Some of the MP, and in a more general comment, some of the MPs' facial expressions to questions, I feel like, often reveal their true. You ask them a question, and then sometimes the um, expression reveals what they're really thinking before they click into politician mode and actually answer in the way that they're supposed to.
1: Yeah. So actually, when I come back to it, um, quite a fun story I did a while ago. Having a look, I think it was about the cannabis referendum or something like that, and I asked the MPs when was the last time they smoked cannabis. And uh, uh, there were some great facial expressions there. It's, you know, looking a lot of them looking <laughs> up at the roof uh, as they tried to come clean with, uh, you know, or, or, or find their answers. That was quite good. Yeah. Hmm.
2: Do you have a revealing moment? Not really Um, Maybe a little bit of tension If I had to pick out one It'd have to be one that was rather recent Um, And so I'm thinking back to perhaps last week uh, Where we had Willie Jackson versus Penny Henari on the bridge A bit of a revealing moment In terms of perhaps the underlying tension there Maybe uh, In terms of the the sort of power struggle uh, In the Māori caucus among the Māori men I don't know Could be revealing
0: No it is there are a lot of good revealing moments.
2: It is quite a hard question.
0: Should we do another? I uh, think yeah. so. Do you want to do it? You do it.
1: At the end of it. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll look for a nice easy one. <laughs> yeah. eh? Okay. Least favorite moment of the year.
2: Oh, I can pick that out straight away, but I'm not sure that we're allowed to talk about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Go on, for Mikey. me
2: personally, I think it was. Too late. Uh, <laughs> I think it was the moment that. Um, I slightly rubbed up against uh, Mika City when she returned to Parliament after being absent for quite some time after the uh, saga with her staffer. Uh, I somewhat rubbed up against um, the former minister and got into quite a bit of trouble over that, I must say. Uh, we won't go into further detail, but um, it was probably not the best moment go down. Yeah, year. Good for least favourite yeah. moment. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's 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 it's
1: might work. be Trevor Mallard's <laughs> least favourite moment too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and many punishments handed out. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. To, to uh, yourself and colleagues. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you, colleagues. We, uh, we yeah. All yeah. took it for the yeah. team. Yeah. How yes. about you, Jess, a least um, favourite moment?
0: My Probably my least favourite moments was that were spats with press secretaries. I think that would go down as just not seeing eye to eye on things and finding it a bit frustrating sometimes, feeling like you're not getting getting your point across. and So I think those would be the moments that I that were probably the least favourite. It's not It's not a fun part of the job sometimes. Or if they don't agree with the story that you've done, kind of having to talk about that, uh, you know, at 6.15 after the news. Those would be my, my least favourite moments, I think. And I do speak in generalities.
1: <laughs> hmm. What about you? I know, I just sort of tell a few yarns, have a few laughs. I don't really have a least favourite moment.
2: Oh, what year. a liar. Look at oh, this get guy to trying you to guys act holier yeah. than thou. Yeah. <laughs> Well, well, oh, it's no, all pretty I'm good, actually. I'm just, just yeah. fun-loving yeah. loving life over yeah. here to my right, to my right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that
0: doesn't make good yeah. television, does no. it, doesn't <laughs> it? Shall we do it? We've got three more left. Shall we do one more? All right. Biggest surprise of this year. Oh. I, I think it would have to be around the Jamie Lee oh, Ross. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that wins stuff. hands down, doesn't it? Just, mm. I think the biggest surprise was, you know, right at the very beginning when we were um, we interviewed. I was in Auckland interviewing um, Simon Bridges, and and just before the, I can't quite remember whether it was that one or the second one, but the tweets came out and he just let mm. rip on Twitter, and that was like, oh, that was our first little inkling. I reckon that something big was brewing. So I, I reckon. before all the I come to Parliament and I'm going to kamikaze on my party, before all of that, I think just that tirade on Twitter was the biggest, like, whoa, whoa, whoa moment. So I think that will be mine.
1: And, yeah, and for the first sort of time, you saw that just, you know, um, National had been such a slick, well-oiled machine for so many, and and then you just saw it start to blow apart. And for me, it was, I think, the next day when he did caucuses meeting, National caucuses meeting, you know, hey we're going to expel this dude and he just rocks up into Parliament and you know and quits on the spot and just unleashes on them yeah that yeah. was incredible.
2: And that's probably a good segue into mm-hmm. our first track then, yeah. which is Jessica's uh, story with Jamie Lee Ross's nuclear bomb. <laughs> Stepping back into the corridors of power as a
0: renegade MP. Jamie Ross driving from Auckland to Wellington for a kamikaze mission on his own party.
3: Simon is a flawed individual without a moral compass and without an un- any underlying principles except power.
0: Unleashing a barrage of serious allegations, he says Mr Bridges ordered him to cover up a $100,000 donation from a Chinese businessman by splitting it up so it doesn't have to be declared, even releasing these photos to show them together. Mr Ross also claims he's got a recorded conversation as evidence and is taking it to police tomorrow.
3: The electoral act says filing a false return is a corrupt practice. Falsifying the name of a donor to hide their identity is a corrupt practice. I believe Simon Bridges is a corrupt politician. and Allegations of anything wrong or inappropriate is
4: completely false.
0: But Mr Bridges is refusing to go into the details.
4: Because we are talking about a guy who's lying, who's leaking, who's lashing out. Um, has been proving to, proven to be wrong. Uh, I have done absolutely nothing wrong. And that will be shown to be the case.
0: Yesterday's investigation named Mr Ross as the person most likely to have leaked the travel expenses and the text from the leaker claiming mental health issues.
3: Sorry, just ask that question again.
0: So so did you leak the travel expenses? No. Did you leak the text message? Yes. Mr Ross says National turned on him when he questioned Mr Bridges' leadership. He says he was called to a sudden meeting in which Mr Bridges said four women had raised harassment claims against Mr Ross, so he had to go.
3: I raised this with Simon Bridges. And he told me if I kept asking for natural justice, that it would not be just four women, he could get 15 women. We have dealt with a lone
4: wolf MP who uh, has leaked, lied, uh, made a number of wild allegations.
0: Mr Ross's former colleagues also closing rank.
4: We're not gonna miss him, no. Well, it's more than spectacular, really.
0: Oh, look, I haven't really got anything to add. We're just processing it, but um, good riddance. He's now bidding farewell to his party. So what we've decided to do since it's the last um, Inside Parliament of the Year, we all picked our favourite story of the year. So that was mine. I just think that I remember um, going up to that press conference, so we got a note on Twitter. Usually we hear about press conferences through email or a press secretary, recall. we got a note from Twitter from Jamie Lee Ross saying, I'm coming to Parliament. And I remember quickly Scarlett, our camera operator, jumping up and then... I think all of us went and I remember just standing um, doing this and it just was like, whoa. And it it went for an hour and I remember afterwards there are these big marble columns um, at Parliament and it was hot and you'd been standing for an hour and I just remember being like, oh, I feel like I need to lean against something and putting, like leaning up against the pillar. And then I think the three of us went and sat on the step um, going up to National and we're like, Wow! So that was really massive, and just yeah. I think for all of us, we're just mm-hmm. kind of looking at each other and trying to process what had happened and how we were going to handle this, and and letting it sink in a little
2: bit. I think there's a few key times when you're working in parliament when you realise that something epic and something historic has happened you know something that's going to mark the history books of New Zealand politics and that was absolutely one of those moments and it was just one it was awesome just to have witnessed that Um, and it was just so remarkable Uh, and, and now that I think back I think God, this guy drove down in his car from Auckland to Wellington. He must have been one tired. And then he got up and he just did that sort of hour-long press went conference. To it, was, went to warehouse stationery to, out to print out a statement, out his statement <laughs> um, and then just went on the. The, the roll started the roller coaster um, of of New Zealand politics, um, one of the best ones we've seen in quite some time, and it
1: was just remarkable. And, and stood there and you know sort of yeah. calmly answered every single question anyone had to put to him. Yeah. You know, after that, as well. Because I
0: think we said afterwards we were like that it was either the performance of a, of a lifetime or he's taking down Simon Bridges and the whole National Party. And I think because we didn't know what we knew what we know now. You know what I mean? And it was. It was just a performance of a lifetime, you know? It was just – and there were elements in it that – you know what I mean? Like, it just – it was – he was calm, cool, collected, um, and answered everything, every single Mm. question. It's
1: it's still interesting even now, though. You know, months later, we still still don't don't really know – whether these allegations is making about the donations whether they're <clears throat> I think the police are still investigating those yeah. we haven't had you know ruled out or ruled in at, at yeah. the moment at all
2: and, yeah. and, and he's you know still denying that he was ever the, origi- the original yeah. leaker yeah, yeah. and, remember and, and that. so that question still for me I mean it still remains even though you know you'd have the large majority of nationals saying absolutely not we think yeah. that we actually believe it was him and we had the report that pointed to him as the most likely um, but knowing that it wasn't sort of you know black and why it wasn't sort of yes, absolutely definitive in that report still leaves the door open a little bit, and and you just just even just for fun, just start thinking if, if it wasn't him, who yeah. else could it have been? Yeah, and so and just, he's coming back, and he's coming year. back, guys. So that's going to be. Ooh, and I think
0: what this story, did, this was the the beginning, you know, the the beginning part of that crazy week, and then your story. Um, that your favourite story of the year talks yes. more about the after effects and the flow and effect and what mm-hmm. it means. So let's have a look at your favourite story of the year now. Um.
2: Simon Bridges facing up to his biggest leadership test yet.
4: It's the strongest possible action uh, that the caucus can
3: take, and that's because we're united.
2: But while his MP may be gone, the damage could already have been done.
3: I don't believe he is fit to be Prime Minister.
2: And Jamie Lee Ross says other National MPs agree.
3: Many, many people in the National Party caucus share my views, but they're all too concerned to speak publicly. Look what's happened to me.
0: Was your leadership discussed in caucus?
3: No.
2: Nationals certainly towing the party line today. I think Simon's done an excellent job and he's got my full support. Unity's been our strength and it will continue to be. Unity and stability have long been the catch cry. This is a blip in a big history. Which is why such a scathing attack from one of their own is so personal.
4: Gut-wrenching, actually, for a member of the caucus. Uh, It was a clear attack on the leader, and that's not acceptable. I didn't come to Parliament to deal with that sort of thing. I think it's a a sideshow. We're a
2: strong team, and someone decided that they're not part of the team. The embattled MP's revelation, Uh, he secretly recorded a conversation with Simon Bridges, also adding fuel to the fire. Never in my mere 16 years in politics seen anything like it. What do you make of that type of behaviour? Uh, I think it's delusional. Jamie Lee Ross claims National's internal polls show public support for Simon Bridges is plummeting and polls for One News have also revealed the national leader has failed to secure cut through with the voters. Not that Simon Bridges would be drawn on that today.
4: No, I'm not going to do all those things. Here's the deal. Uh, we are the most popularly supported party and I have the unanimous
3: support of my caucus. Just remember, he, he won on the second ballot. He did not have a majority on the first ballot. By definition, a majority of the national party caucus did not want him as the party leader.
2: So while it's goodbye national for Jamie Lee Ross, Simon Bridges' fate as party leader is now under big pressure. So this was my favourite story of the year because obviously as we've just talked about the Jamie Lee Ross saga epic uh, game changing here at Parliament. But I also enjoyed um, that particular story because it really looked into um, Simon Bridges' leadership which we've seen is stagnant on that 7%. It really started the questions around um, you know, whether or not he would remain in there. Obviously in that story we saw united front um, but there was no other way that those MPs could go but it just started off that conversation, it started off the bus which is what Jamie Lee Ross wanted in terms of asking questions around whether Simon Bridges had the backing of the party, was the best candidate to be the leader and those questions will continue to haunt him I think especially on that 7% uh, poll going into the new year so I think important to mark that um really interesting to note all of the different comments from the MPs in that track just you know Melissa Lee saying you know we were a team and someone decided they weren't part of the team they were out for kill and that was something that we didn't usually see um in MPs in terms of turning on their own colleagues and i just that day there were
0: so many good comments and the, i mean you can't fit them all into a into a 2 minute story but it just everyone um, had obviously been thinking about it and brewing on it and they just came out with these amazing... I think we just all stood on the bridge and went, put a microphone there, a microphone there, a microphone there and they just all came but, out with it.
1: But even even early on though, there were concerns, I think from some of the National MPs, I think I think it was Mark Mitchell, I remember talking to him and him saying, oh, look, I hope Jamie Lee gets the help that he needs. Sort of pretty on... So, so he sort of had that mental health mm. in, in the background during this all playing out and as yeah. we know, Jamie Lee hasn't returned to Parliament. He's realised he needs to take time out for his mental health so there was that sort of playing out in the background as well you've got you know an MP has gone rogue and is trying to destroy you but at the same time they've got their own you know problems and that's been the whole
0: thing for all of us through this so we're talking about it like this and you know talking about it in a purely political way animated and Mm. how incredible it was and what a crazy week and and it is and then obviously this umbrella over the top is this issue of mental health which which um politics aside is a really serious one and that has been a dance for all of us to figure out how to report it how much emphasis to put on that um, do you know what I mean and and I think that's it's a reminder of how difficult it has been um, as a story to balance that and cover it
2: it was such a new sort of territory, a new mm. area for us as journalists because in my time here at Parliament I haven't seen um, the issue of mental health come up that much in terms of the politics of it or in terms of the MPs here. So it was it was really new territory for everyone trying to navigate it. I mean I think Simon Bridges looking back, I think he did do a good job in terms of um, handling the way that he handled it. I thought he, I thought he did. I, I think mean...
1: they got a lot better about a week later. I think their first reaction was to pour fuel on the fire which is like exactly what you don't do and then a, I think they in a realized. crisis situation and then I think uh, to me about a week later they started mm-hmm. playing it a lot smarter and, and, and sort of
2: I don't know, I think calling in the police straight away and sort of talking with senior colleagues and and sort of not engaging and sort of... uh, I don't even... It didn't even come out via them um, in the first instance, via National... I mean, they didn't sort of offer it up. um, Because Jamie Jamie Lee Ross was the one that...
0: But I think also for him, most people don't talk about it that openly. He was like, yep, I had a mental breakdown and um, I really struggled for a few days, you know? And he... I guess that meant for us in terms of reporting on it that we were much more open to do that and then we got into all the complications around medical staff and things like that but because he was so open about having struggled
2: Mm.
0: with it mentally I guess it made it more free and easy because I wonder if, you know earlier in the year or in a different circumstance, we just wouldn't have reported that aspect of it if it
2: wouldn't... Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that's when you're talking about the new territory, that's why it was so interesting. And just pulling it back to Simon Bridges' leadership, I think one of the um, harshest uh, comments that um, I particularly enjoyed um, from Jamie Lee Ross was when he was saying remember Simon Bridges didn't win on the first ballot yeah. he won on the second ballot yeah. so a majority of, that was such a burn yeah. the majority of national MPs didn't support him the first time round. and I just thought oh that's oh. gotta Oh, hurt. and now I've got a good segue <laughs> from
0: Burns into the meth story it was good? no? Good? We'll 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 it. It. okay this is Benedict's favourite story of the year
1: after years of denying it was misusing meth tests. In hindsight,
4: Housing New Zealand was wrong to apply them more broadly.
3: Today Housing New Zealand is putting up its hand and saying, we got it wrong. We got it wrong on a number of counts and people got hurt.
1: The agency's finally admitted using bogus science to evict hundreds of its tenants. But its formal apology and promise of compensation met with a lukewarm response. It just doesn't cut it like the money, any. it'll definitely help it. They've got to fix a lot of things in in, in my head and in the kids' heads. You know, are they affected for, for life?
3: Well, an initial amount would help people address some of the immediate material needs, but they should be looking at each individual case.
1: Those found to have been unfairly evicted will be offered between two dollars and $3,000 in compensation. But Housing New Zealand's records are so slack, it doesn't know where many of these people have gone. The board's chairwoman didn't front to apologise, heading off on an overseas holiday instead. But she and key staff involved in the scandal will all keep their jobs.
3: I have confidence in Adrian Young-Cooper. Who was chair of the board through a period of time when this was the worst, some of the worst uh, of this activity was going
1: on? Under the oversight of the national government, tenants were evicted for tiny traces of meth, less than what's found on banknotes, and presumed guilty from the outset. But today, the party rubbished the apology. Well, they need to find a spine,
2: actually, and stand up for the fact that New Zealand taxpayers don't want to be providing houses for people to commit illegal activities. Oh my goodness, she should hang
3: her head in shame for being the government that pushed and whipped up this hysteria.
1: As it looks to recover from the scandal, the housing agency's promising a more humane approach. It will generally only test a house now if it suspects there's been meth manufacturing. Yeah, so this was when it all came crashing down uh, for Housing New Zealand and, you know, this um, deplorable meth eviction campaign that they'd been running against the very people that they were supposed to be, you know, responsible for looking after. Um, uh, For for me, that was sort of... i have been looking at the story over a couple of years. Sort of immediately was pretty obvious that it was unjust and they were, you know, twisting and bending science uh, in order to evict their tenants. And finally, uh, it all came you know, to an end um, for them. And, you know, I was exposed for the scam it was. And finally, uh, you know, they, f- well, the chief executive fronted up um, and apologised. The uh, chairwoman decided to go overseas on a holiday instead. Um, He's which
0: still is, dark about that. Yeah, um,
1: uh, which is interesting, you know, in terms of accountability and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so for me, that was really good to see that stop and also for the government to, you know, to start coming in and trying to compensate um, these tenants. You know, a lot of them not only uh, you know are you vulnerable in the first place, but you're kicked out of your house and they destroy all your possessions. Um, and, that,
0: and there's been a flow-on effect. Still, we're still having issues with people not being compensated and the money not coming through and things like and that. So, or, or them
1: not being able to contact these people, right? Because yeah. they've they don't have homes. they you know, they're you know, sort of in terms of being contactable, they sort of fall off the face of the earth a bit. Um, so it's interesting, but to me. You know, the story also kind of reflects what's been a pretty horrific year in terms of bad behaviour in the in the public sector. You've had Housing New Zealand and the meth scandal. You've had the New Zealand Transport Agency, uh, you know, not doing their jobs at all. And just, just this week, just yesterday, we had the um, Thompson and, and Clark report showing that multiple, you know, Government agencies are using, you know, spies to spy on Kiwis on earthquake victims. You know they're, you know they're moonlighting for these spy companies. I think it's been a yeah, uh, really um, interesting year for sort of exposing uh, bad behaviour in the public sector.
2: Public sector's on the on the naughty list. Yeah. naughty list It <laughs> hasn't just been naughty Hasn't
1: just been like the, you know the government ag- agencies though you've had the human rights commission big yeah. clear out there um you know, that sounded like it was a bit of a train wreck you've had the retirement commissioner she's been stood down after a dozen staff there came forward and accused her of bullying uh she oh, yeah, oh. oh, for a while you've got but, uh, up at um, up at Wintec. You've had their um, boss stand down and made an investigation into his behaviour. And you that's know.
0: the point, eh? Like, there's you've named a few there, but and and in, in an any year one or two would be bad, but it's been a lot. Like it's been there's been one after the other after the other. So it has yeah. been massive. Are we simply seeing more
2: transparency, perhaps?
0: Yeah, no. maybe. Or the demand for transparency and accountability. Or one flows on from the other, flows on from the other. Like we saw with the Thompson and Clark, for example. Like, yeah. One being investigated, the um, Southern response being investigated, then ballooned into all being investigated. Do you know what I mean? So mm. I wonder if, you know, part of these reviews and investigations that um, are taking place.
2: I don't know. And just in terms of um, of your myth story, um obviously hugely important for a number of those families and um, and it's good that it stopped this year. I wonder I mean, I doubt that it would have stopped um if uh, labor didn't move into government, didn't didn't become the government. Well, that, I think it would have still continued well, under the, national.
1: Uh, that's right. I think you know Bill English he um you know he acknowledged that it wasn't fit for purpose but said oh well, you know too bad um well, they're going to con- continue doing it even though he knew you know that the tests were designed to show that a former meth lab was safe, had nothing whatsoever just to do with the smoking of the drug. I mean, he was happy for that to continue on. Because um, Peter
2: Gluckman was around, has been around for years. He's been chief yeah. scientist for the Prime Minister for years. And he said he tried to John raise K. it. He
1: said he tried to raise it. Exactly. The, and
2: so that's why, you know, let's just take a quick swipe at National Bye, Kaddy, you fellas.
1: (laughs) Honestly. Um, Also, I did think it was kind of funny, um, sort of asking Phil Twyford during that um, conference, you know, so they've they've been pretty upfront, you know, wasted $100 million, thousands of, tenants you know un- unnecessarily unfairly kicked out of their homes who's going to be held accountable and he said well you know um you know the former national um politicians they've been held held accountable and i think that like the very next day uh, bill english got knighted um yeah, for his services yeah, to the yeah. state right yeah. so yeah i don't oh, know if i the buy that of i don't know if i'd buy that argument yeah
0: well those were our three big picks um for the year and it will be very interesting to see what we pick and how it plays out for next year. Shall we should we finish off our, um, this one has last written on it, so <laughs> <laughs> shall I take that as a cue? Politician of the year. That's a hard one. Ooh. What do you guys reckon?
1: Phil <clears throat> Twyford Peters. shutting down Whoa. the match game. Bang, done.
0: <laughs> Phil Twyford. I'm gonna say Jamie Lee Ross for giving us so many amazing moments and so many stories.
2: I'm going to say Simon Bridges. I mean, I know I've been writing him on that 7%, um, and fair enough, but I actually do think that throughout it all, and he's had probably the most drama to deal with uh, in terms of that Jamie Lee Ross stuff and, and so on, um, I, think he's, I think he's handled it pretty well. And I've particularly been enjoying his performance in the house during Christian time. Yeah, it has been quite... It's been fun, actually.
0: I quite enjoyed yesterday with the... It's pretty simple, Simon was good, but he has been strong in the house. Actually, it's been good.
1: Hey, and he's held national up yeah. pretty much where they were. You know, where they were under key where they yeah. were under Bill English, even after. You know, one of the most incredible sort of turns on your own party by an MP. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, well, that wraps us up for um, 2018, and we just wanted to say a big thank you to the team that helped us put this podcast together. We've got Scarlett behind the camera, we've got Simone and Brian, God, that went well, (laughs) Brian, sorry, Brian, um, (laughs) who have to sit and listen to us um, and arrive late. And um, and we really appreciate you guys and all the work you've done on this and more broadly um, for our stories for the news and for six o'clock. Also, Anna White, um, who does our online stuff, and Jess Roden, who um, holds down the fort um, when we spend 45 minutes out of the office, um, and generally keeps us in check. Thank you to you guys as well. Um, Shall I read the outro, and then we'll wish everyone a Merry Christmas. Yeah. So, it's been great to have you with us on Inside Parliament, our weekly catch-up about the political stories we've been covering on One News. We're on Facebook, Twitter and on Instagram. It's available every Thursday evening on the One News Facebook page. And check us out out on your favourite podcasting app. Um, Thanks very much for being with us and have a very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. See you guys.